0: Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 183. At least my side, live from the Marriott in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. My name is Elvis. Wow, good for you. And I'm in my... uh house and my name is
1: Barbara. Good morning everybody. (laughs) Just your house. (laughs) Yep. I'm in my room. Yeah. With my wedding clothes on. Nice. Had some computer technical difficulties but I'm here.
0: Glad to have you. Glad that we could connect. It's been a busy week for me. I've been in North Carolina all week visiting some pretty amazing labs here in North Carolina. Good for you. Yeah there's some big labs. I don't know why North Carolina is like a mecca for labs. There are a ton in this state and i i don't know why and you're enjoying
1: your trip how'd you do on your presentation how'd it go
0: didn't throw up good didn't piss my pants didn't faint right. I, call right. <laughs> I call that a win I too. what was the deal with the awkward sign oh so my whole presentation was embracing your awkwardness in order to go out and sell to dental practices Oh, sweet. Yeah, so it kind of helped me get over the awkwardness of doing the program because I got to talk about how awkward I was. Oh, and it okay. made it easier. I like it. People seem to have enjoyed it. I had a lot of people come up to me at the uh, booth and tell me they enjoyed the presentation. You never know if they're just saying that to be nice or mm-hmm. what, but Have you been able to record at all? I've recorded just two guys from the durham technical school so i have about 15 minutes of content so i got to get busy today we haven't even started the saturday awesome yeah well good luck to you i wish
1: i was there but i'm glad i'm here yeah yeah
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) have you seen that roundhouse come back yet no
1: No. i had to end up cutting it between eight and nine which i told him to do originally yeah added a contact and seated it last friday and then uh yeah that patient's on the street out and about Patients in Germany. That is... See ya. They go to the IDS? What's going on? (laughs) No, that's where she was going. So she was going on vacation, which is why it was such a craziness. But
0: yeah, she's gone. Why do people get such intense dental
1: work before they leave the country? I don't know. I had another eight and nine implant that I did a custom shade on and she was actually moving to Germany the next day. So I had to Uber her from the doctor's office to the lab, come do the custom shade and then Ubered her back to the doctor's office. (laughs) I did that on Tuesday. Oh yeah. Did the lab pay for the Uber? I paid for the Uber. I could probably get reimbursed. You are such a sweet person. I just don't like f***ing around with stupid stuff. So I'm like, just get her here. They had already shipped their car on a boat to Germany. and She had no way to get there. (laughs) Ugh.
0: But it works. Didn't send a delivery driver to pick her <laughs> no, up. so. Wow, that's intense. Yep. The life of a ceramist. Yes. guess. Yep. The things you do.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Customer service, baby. That's what it's all about. Yep. <laughs>
0: Too bad you'll never see that patient again. They moved out of the country. Oh, God. Thank God I'll never see her again. <laughs> <laughs> she was nice, though. All right. So, what do we got going on? So, this week we have a pretty special episode. So, a great, great longtime sponsor of the podcast, Whitmix. Not only does a lot for the podcast, but they do a ton to support the industry. For the last 10 years, except for last year, of course, they do an event called the Whitmix Digital Forum. It's a great show that I got to go to two years ago, and this year, Barb, you're joining us. Yep. October 29th to the 30th. So that really means everybody will be home in time for Halloween. Mm-hmm. While we invited Bernie Jaroslow, I think I got that, the marketing manager for Whitmix, we brought him on the podcast to talk about all the great speakers that they will have. But Bernie suggested that we also have a lab family on that's been to every digital forum, all nine of them. Wow. So we welcome the Emmerichs from Emmerichs Dental Lab out of Cincinnati to the podcast. Father Mike Emmerich started the lab years ago, and as his two sons grew up, Austin and Alex have stepped in and brought technology and a new passion for the industry. They tell the family story, but also they talk about why they attend the Whitmix Digital Forum and why they never miss it. So join us as we chat with Bertie Jaroslow and Mike, Austin, and Alex Emmerich. Grow3x is a dental supply, service, and marketing company.
1: It was founded by Norbert Ulmer, and their goal is to help dental labs, especially small labs, to lower their costs for supplies, to provide business opportunities, and help them generate growth.
0: They really want to help labs as they know how difficult it can be competing with larger lab groups.
1: One of the things that they have going on right now is their upcoming Grow 3X Gem Talks. It's on November
0: 5th in Charlotte, North Carolina. What is a Grow 3X Gem Talks? Well, it's an all-day marketing symposium and a TED Talk style featuring some 10 plus lab speakers as they share their most relevant and practical marketing techniques.
1: We will hear from Sasha. <laughs> we will hear from Sasha from Harvest Dental, Ann Kelser from AMK Dental Lab, Frankie Acosta from AA Dental Design, and Ricky Braswell from Beyond Coaching, and former co-executive director of the NADL
0: a few past podcast guests are on that list. All of them will talk about real marketing as it is done in their own labs and businesses every day. Register now at grow3x.com to take advantage of their early bird special of only $95.
1: And if you enter the discount, BFTB for Voices from the Bench, you'll receive an extra 10% discount just because you listen to this podcast.
0: We can't wait to see you at Grow 3X Gem Talks in Charlotte on November 5th. Mm -hmm. Voices from the Bench, the interview. Everybody ready to get going? yeah Yeah. let's do it we got a whole family looking to get back to work yeah me too (laughs) oh yeah yeah barb too yeah bernie and i we don't work so (laughs) we don't work yeah (laughs) we have an exciting group on today's podcast we are talking with a family out of columbus or cleveland where are you cincinnati cincinnati i i was close i was i would have got there eventually cincinnati ohio the emmerichs family we're talking to mike austin and alex how are you guys we're doing great. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. Joining the podcast also is Bernie. How do you say your last name? I can't believe after all this I, time. I know. I know. Yes, he's name. not good at last names, you know. No, I knew that then, and apparently he's still, yep. still the same. <laughs> it's Jaroslo. Jarrah Slow. -slow. Bernie from Whitmix, as we'll call him, joins us to talk about the digital form that's happening in October. Yay! But first, I'd like to learn from the Emmerichs. You guys are, what are we, a a father and two sons? Correct. Correct. Nice. Because I know, Barb, you love that family story. Yes, I do. You know I do. (laughs) (laughs) Who started Emmerichs? I did. Mike. Mike, yeah. So what year did you open the lab?
2: I opened in 1981. I started out working for a dentist, uh, John Reganos, who was a very well-known nathologist, and I started with him in 1976. A what arl? What a what? What? What is he? He was a nathologist. Wow! What is that? Well, he restored bites and yeah. corrected bites with gold onlays or
0: PFM's. It was a dentist that specified in correcting bites. Yeah, he was a TMJ guy. Ah, oh, I've never heard that term. Interesting. Me neither, actually. Old,
2: older term, but that was back in the days of uh, like Charlie Stewart, who was a anthologist, and John Reganos, my employer, was also a well-known mathologists like harry lundeen bernie probably remembers all these yeah interesting <laughs> so i was trained on a uh, kind of got a classical education in dentistry by working with dr Reganos. i was forced into cusp fossa relationships doing a whole mouth within my first two years of being a dental technician wow and that's how I learned. I just kept doing them and doing them and doing them, and uh, I learned about alloy as much as I could. And I tried to learn everything that was pertinent to being a dental technician. And anyway, it, it's been a nice long road. <laughs> and Dr. Reganos, to back up a little bit, yeah, retired in 1980. And soon after that, it was 1981, and I started my own lab. You know, he retired, so it was no point in me staying there. So I left, and we had some outside accounts, which he told me to take with me, and that's how I started my lab. Hmm. You know, I ran the lab for 30 years. I've had up to 10 employees at one time, and due to... Um, how do you say this? Due to some drama? <laughs> in a lab? Not uh, in a long lab. Come due to on. some, uh, <laughs> you know, just due to drama, I will say. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: Personality conflicts with people. Yeah. I became a lot smaller and have had a six man woman lab. And then my son graduated from college 2014, 2015, 13. Nothing oh, 13. <laughs> And he decided he wanted to come work for me. And I went out and bought him uh, some digital stuff in Chicago and came back. And I sat there with him and showed him what to do. And then about the second day, he took his elbow and said, Dad, move out of the way. (laughs) you're <laughs> going too slow that's awesome i'm designing a crown with 350 clicks
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: i'm a dinosaur so uh, he took over and has been doing wonderful ever since
0: so who was this austin
2: this was austin yeah he's, okay yeah he's very accomplished designer does you know you just tell him some things and he he gets it and puts it in his brain and produces beautiful work. Yeah. And then uh, a few years after that, we hired Alex, and uh, he's been training now for six years. Pretty much, pretty almost going six on years. seven, yeah, 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 six years. You're past and, training, uh, aren't you? <laughs> well, I've been, I've, I've hit every step along the way. Yeah, <laughs> we had a lot of interruptions, and and Alex has ended up. Since we cross-trained, we'd lost our model room person, so he had to go back there and do the model room. That's where he started to mm-hmm. learn that job. So then when this person left, he took over there. You know, he did waxing, finishing alloy, and now he's doing scanning, printing models, learning to design. Mm. And in March, we had one of our technicians who was had 40 years experience, had a stroke, Hmm. and uh, that that was like a a death in the family. Oh, I Sure, She's not going to be able to return, can't get her driver's license because of her peripheral vision. Oh, geez. Anyway, um, that's where we're at right now. I have my two sons, and I have my model room technician who worked for me before, who's a trained technician, but she prefers just to do the
0: model room and she pretty much runs the managerial end of the business that's interesting your model room technician is the manager never heard that well she's not a manager but she does the management tasks she does okay. the billing and things like that
2: oh that's interesting yeah so, so austin's probably the manager the the real manager probably
1: yeah <laughs> so, uh, that's what i was gonna that's what i was
2: gonna I be, to be but i I'm not going to be around, uh, you know. He, it's time for him to step up and learn how to do that. Let him
0: deal with the drama.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> well, Austin, did you know when you were in college that you wanted to work with your dad and parlayed with that? Did you grow up in the lab? Were you guys always in the lab?
3: Yeah. So, I was coming in probably uh, eighth grade, freshman year of high school, coming in and opaking copings and, and bridges and, and all that kind of fun stuff. And probably even prior to that, I was coming in and making a mess and with, wax- <laughs> with waxers and putting, yeah. putting wax on models that I shouldn't have been messing with. And
0: Did you cast bugs? Yeah, yeah. we do
3: have a couple of uh, <laughs> some stink bugs. That
0: is the weirdest thing to me when
3: I talk to people that grew up in labs casting bugs.
2: I have a stink bug on my desk.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, after high school, I went off to Ohio State and I stayed there for about two years and You know, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. So me and my dad had a conversation and he kind of put the option out there. He said, you know, hey, why don't you transfer home to to Cincinnati and you can come work part time in the lab while you figure out what you want to do. So that's what happened. I I transferred back to Cincinnati, finished my uh, marketing degree there, and I was working part time in the lab. You know, as as soon as I graduated, I I think I graduated on, on like a Tuesday and I was here you know, Wednesday, starting full time. So (laughs) he was like, get in here as soon as you can. So, you know, been here ever since. Awesome. Like like he said, as soon as I started, um, it was kind of around the time where, you know, Whitmix was having their digital forum and we had gone to Chicago and we were learning all about three shape and and digital dentistry. And and that just really intrigued me. I was like, you know, I've I've learned how to do kind of the hands-on approach. But, you know, I, I went to a high school that, we had laptops there. So that was kind of like my intro to to computers. And Mm -hmm. it just, you know, I just kind of fell in love with the, you know, designing aspect on the computer. So that's kind of how it all started for me and, you know, been here ever since. Wow. So
0: did you hand wax before you designed or did you just go straight into designing? Yeah.
3: So my dad made kind of a, a rule that I needed to learn how to do everything by hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, before moving on to the computer. He's like, you'll always, need, you'll always need to know how to do this, which I guess if my computer ever crashes, I'm, I may need to. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, I mean, we, we still seal margins when we, uh, you know, mill wax for gold crowns and, and Emax. Yeah. But you still have to know how to do that stuff. You know, to get my CDT, I had to, you have to wax. Nice. A couple three unit bridges and finish metal and solder and all that kind of stuff. So it's good to know how to do all those things. and. I got that in my back pocket if, if I ever need it.
1: And so now you're training your brother to design?
3: Yeah. So we have four technicians here. Well, five, I guess. We like everybody to learn how to do everything. Yep. So, you know, right now he's finishing zirconia and printing models and designing abutments and all that kind of stuff. So he's slowly learning how to, to design just because, you know, we're spread so thin right now. You know, it's, it's really hard to find work, I'm sure. You guys have have seen that too. Oh, yeah. So slowly but surely, we're all kind of getting cross-trained at everything. But yeah, I mean, he's learning how to design and production can only increase when when you have multiple designers and multiple furniture.
1: Alex, how do you like designing?
3: So far, so good. Right now, basically, all I'm doing is the frameworks for like PFCs for um, building porcelain on. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I've been doing, learning the anatomy has been kind of a slower process for me, just because I'm kind of thrown all over the place here.
1: Can't imagine.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I really do like designing. I like being on the computer. And yeah, I think uh, digital dentistry is the future. And it's kind of a a priority of mine to focus on becoming.
1: Well, I love the fact that your dad had you guys learn everything um, by hand. Yeah. So you can always fall back on that for sure. Smart. Are you guys an all
0: fixed lab?
3: Yes. Yes. We're all fixed crown bridge and we'll do implant crowns as well. But I was, I was going to say, it's, it's kind of funny, you know, how we learned how to do all the old school stuff. And then we have the, the new digital way. Our milling machines are in the same room as our casting well. So it's, <laughs> we've got the the prehistoric casting well, and then our tens of thousands of dollars worth of milling machines. So.
1: Yeah, and your prehistoric casting well is probably in a like steel garbage can, maybe. Yeah,
3: it's exactly what
1: it is. Steel fifty-five gallon
2: drums that. Uh, somebody cut in half for me with a welding torch.
1: Oh, yeah. And you've had it for 30-some-odd years.
2: (laughs) And it's probably got an ounce and a half of gold I can't even get to in the crevices. (laughs) Oh, yeah. One day when we retire the uh, casting well, we'll tap it with a steel hammer and get all the gold out of it.
1: Oh, hell yeah. There you go. (laughs) They've done that with carpets, too, that were under the finishing area. Yeah,
2: I've cashed in a carpet or two. (laughs)
3: yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Heck yeah we tore all of our carpet up and we, we kind of did a little remodel a couple of years ago and most of the lab was was carpeted so we took all the carpet up and shoved it in some drums and shipped it off to a refiner and it, it paid for our new flooring and <laughs> yeah
0: exactly. Heck yeah nice. did you go back to carpet
3: no
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> no if we still a lot of alloy we would probably get little uh, floor mats and put under the The dust collector we have.
0: Yeah.
1: We
2: don't do that much metal
1: anymore. Yeah, I was going to say you probably don't, but the dust collectors were genius because then now it just collects it and falls down and you just throw that in and get money back.
2: Yeah, they pay for themselves right away.
1: Yeah, we've got them here too, or we used to when we did metal. Smart. Do you guys still do a lot of metal?
0: I was in, uh, still am, but my lab was in Indianapolis, so we're kind of in that same Bible Corn Belt area.
3: <laughs> well, Elvis, it's funny you mentioned that. I just sealed about 40 envelopes with letters we're sending out to our doctors, uh, letting them know we'll no longer be doing alloy restoration. So, Really? Yeah. You know, we just feel that there's a lot of good materials out there to replace metal oh, and, yeah. and gold. And, you know, like I said, with limited staff and limited technicians, we feel that we can increase our production a lot more and make a quicker turnaround time for our docks by doing other restorations. Yep. So that's kind of the shift we've made in the lab in the last couple couple weeks. You know, we all had a really good conversation about how to speed up production and, and all that kind of stuff. And that was one of our things. We, you know, we're getting rid of uh, full cast crowns and, and PFMs. So we'll see how the docks react, but.
0: Yeah, that's a bold move. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I could have done that in Indy. To my chagrin, is I love
2: gold, uh, especially gold crowns and onlays. Yeah, Uh, but it just takes too much of our time, and we're about a month behind with our doctors. We were seven weeks at one time. Wow! And we have a loyal group that stayed with us, but some of them had to change to a different lab for some of their restorations because you know they don't want to. Maintenance of the temporary coming off and sure. spending their time going back and re-cementing temporaries, which we don't blame them one bit. But I am gonna miss my gold crowns and onlays. <laughs> that's just because I'm an old school guy.
4: Yeah, I'm with you, Mike. I am with you. Believe me, I we're we're a member of the uh, I think it was Austin that said the prehistoric.
2: <laughs> yeah, gold. that's that's me. That's yeah,
4: me. I love I love gold. I miss that too.
2: Yeah. I understand. So, I'm going with the modern day, and um, I'll just miss it. That's all I can say. (laughs) I welcome the new digital, well, it's not even new, but our new idea Yeah. going all digital. And some layering still, I'll still be able to use my brush, and that's what matters to me. Anyway, I'll let you go back to Austin. (laughs) I just had to get my two cents worth in there since our new change.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When you guys sent that letter out, did you, you know, like say you had some options and what the options were and what they could switch to, or do you guys call all of those clients?
3: No, we have, oh, you go ahead and answer. You know, we've kind of got an an open phone, open door policy here, you know, if any of our docs want to talk about restorations, but for the most part, it'll be replaced with Emacs and and, uh, Full Contour Zirconia.
0: You think you'll lose clients because of it?
3: My dad talked to one of our, one of our clients this weekend, kind of explaining, you know, the shift that we were making and, and she totally understood. And she's, you know, she's probably in her late forties, early Mm -hmm. fifties. So, you know, she's done a lot of gold work with us. And to be honest, we don't do a ton of, of gold anymore. We have a, a few doctors that, that do, but I feel like for the most part, everybody's pretty much transitioned and. And accepted with open arms, you know, zirconia and and lithium disilicate, and that makes it easier for us. Yeah,
1: and I think the patients demand, you know, those aesthetics and and wanting the zirconia and the Emax over having metal in their mouths. Sure. I think.
3: We had a doc send us a a trio scan, and I guess his assistant who or whoever entered the restoration put that they wanted a uh, a full cast crown in there. So you know, we made a, a pretty full cast crown for him, sent it to him, and. I get a call from the doc. He goes, "Hey, um, I showed this beautiful crown to our patient." She goes, "You're not putting that in my mouth." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they back. And she they yeah. said, "I don't want gold. You know, you can make them as pretty as you want, but people just don't want them anymore. You know, and yeah. and it's it's expensive. Yeah, it really is. So I'm sure if they understood the benefit of gold and they had other gold in their mouth, it, it might make more sense to them. But you know, younger people that you know this may be their first crown or whatnot. They they don't want gold in their mouth.
0: I agree. Well, oh, what's funny is when you talk to most dentists or technicians, they would trust gold over everything else. Sure.
3: yeah, I, I, I agree. But, you know, uh, you know, more studies come out with zirconia every yeah. day. I feel, you know, it's all about how you prepare it before you, you send it to the doc. If, if you polish your occlusion and you know, if they need to make adjustments, you've got to make sure that, that they're polishing it as well. I think the more information you tell your doc, cause they, they don't know the materials like we do. No, no. So if, if you, you know, school them and tell them what they need to do, it's better for the patient.
1: I agree. That's a great approach. And you'll be like gold free and happy not have to right. do all of that legwork to get a crown done. I, I agree with you guys is thinking it's going to be super efficient, faster, and everything's going to be better.
0: And Mike, you'll be able to cash in that casting machine sooner yep. than later.
3: <laughs> you know, some docs may have a little pushback about it. And we may sneak a couple more gold crowns for him. We'll see. To be determined. Yeah. Uh,
0: did you ever try outsourcing the metal?
3: Yeah. So we did do a couple digital gold crowns, and I don't know if I if I should mention who we who we did them with or not. But it depends
0: sure. if it was good or not. <laughs> yeah. It,
3: it, it, it could have been, you know, a settings thing, but you know, the margins were open. It just wasn't yeah. something that, you know, we never would have sent it out of our lab looking like that. Yeah. So we just kind of took one on the face there and just printed one ourselves so
0: absolutely so what's emrick working on now what's the next big thing in the lamb
3: so right now we're just trying to play catch up but you know back when technician had a stroke i was i was finishing up my last training session with strawman co-diagnostics and we, ah, were,
0: we were love talking. co-diagnostics
3: <laughs> yeah it's, it's an awesome awesome software so we were getting ready to dip our toes in the in the surgical guide world. Yep. So, you know, we've got two printers here and we got a big model printer and then we've got a a printer we can do our stents and our our guides on and and all that kind of fun stuff. So that's the next, I guess, adventure we're going to be taking Mm -hmm. together is is learning all about, you know, surgical guides. And and we have an oral surgery group across the hall from us and they're always like, hey, you know, I'm tired of outsourcing this. When are you guys going to get busy with, with this? So like I said, we just keep hitting roadblocks, but I'm sure everybody's seen that, but that's, that's the next big thing for us.
0: That's great. Yeah. Right before I left my lab, that's what I was getting into. And I absolutely loved it. Yeah. It's cool. I thought it was fascinating and the, your ability to connect and create relationships through it is huge.
3: Yeah. And how many crowns, you know, implant crowns do you get? And you're like, wow, this could have been done so much better, whether it was placement or depth or angulation, you know, how many cases, could you have made easier on yourself if you could have just designed a guide to place this implant better? Um, yeah. this would, it, you know, I think it'll save the lab and, you know, a lot of time and a lot of you know, being part of the team.
0: I mean, anytime you can be a part of the beginning, you know, the planning is huge. Do you guys do a lot of full arch?
3: I wouldn't say a lot. No. I mean, we do a couple a year, but you know, we don't do any all on fours or, or anything like that. It's, it's yeah. mostly, you know, Bridge work and, uh, or, you know, single units.
0: Yeah. But some of those single unit implants is what really needs the guide. (laughs) Exactly.
3: I mean, especially if you want to do screw retained, it's like, you know, which everybody wants now, right. We can, you know, the angled screw access abutments only have, I think it's like a 30, 35 degree. Mm -hmm. So you you have limitations, but if you can get in from the beginning and and plan with, you know, the GP and the, and the surgeon, then you're going to have a better result.
0: Yeah. Well, that's super cool because I, I wish I could still do it, honestly. But one of the reasons we have you guys on is talking about the Whitmix digital form that's coming up at the end of October. And Bernie says, you guys have been to every one.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <We've>
0: <laughs> that's hardcore because how many of you have there been now, Bernie? What's what's this one? This is the ninth year. Ninth? Wow. Wow. Yep. Yep. That is insane. It, it would have been ten, except of course
4: last year because of COVID, it yeah, was one. canceled.
0: We all yeah. mess. we'll call it nine point one. Nine <laughs> 9.1, exactly. Nine point COVID. Nine point wow. COVID. <laughs> and obviously, there is a lot of dental meetings. I am sure you go to Chicago, but what drew you to the digital forum nine years
3: ago? So that was like right when I came out of college, yeah. and we were and we had bought the software and. You know, we're in Cincinnati, they're in Louisville. It was just a two hour drive down the road. So it was almost kind of perfect timing and exactly what we needed. And it was, you know, a small, I think, Bernie, you can correct me on this, but I think there was maybe 20 to 30 people there, maybe even less than that.
4: I would say the first couple were in the 20, 30 range. Yeah. And and actually, we had a room that we held it in at Whitmix that really only had capacity for, for about 40 comfortably mm-hmm. uh, and so we kept it to that for several years but then we ventured out into the hotel rooms meeting rooms and
0: and now it's bigger were there a lot of conventions that happened that were dedicated to digital that weren't like in lab specific nine years ago the
3: only one that we had heard of
0: yeah were there other options not really there weren't a lot
4: i will say that whitmix at the time, I was working for Vita and before I came to Whitmix, and I was blown away to see how Whitmix had jumped into the digital arena. Um, and b- because we all thought of Whitmix, and some still do, as that hundred plus year old company that makes gypsums and investments and that's where kind I get my stuff.
0: stone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: And so, so I was amazed. They, they, did, uh, an out, they had an outsourcing service uh, where they did all the milling at the time. And that kind of surprised me. And as a result, just about the time I came, we were starting to look into making zirconia and all that. And we thought, you know, maybe it's time that we start sharing this information we've we've learned. And we decided to have our first one. And, and again, it was fairly small, but it was, I think, one of the best we had. It was fantastic. Uh, the people just were, everybody wanted to know. Mhm and everybody was vocal and there were a lot of questions a lot of discussions and it we all left there feeling like this was a good idea and we should do it again
3: I feel like the best part about that for me and probably for everybody else was you got to to talk about the digital new age with 20 other technicians that didn't really have a clue either you know some people knew stuff about this and some people knew stuff about that and you, we all got to share that information with each other I think the the one main takeaway I took from that was I remember talking to this guy about custom abutments and we had no clue. You know, we were just using stock abutments and and casting gold to them and, and whatnot. And he's like, yeah. yeah, you can you can design these abutments, you know, on your computer and send them to a milling center and and get them back. And that just that was like I think the one huge thing for me that that I took away from that first one was. Was uh was custom abutments? I just you
0: didn't thought-
1: even
3: hear about it till you got there. No, well, I it was, awesome. was
1: nine years ago though. Remember,
3: <laughs> I was just out of school, and that was like I was like, wow, that's so cool.
1: It was a different world than
4: nine years ago. Of course, printing wasn't even uh, an idea then, uh, at least in the dental industry. Yeah, so yeah, everything was-, was just opening with milling. Uh, you know, there had been the CEREC system around on mm-hmm. the clinical side, and a, starting on the lab side, but it was, you know, relatively new and not everyone,
0: everybody jumped on it at the beginning. Yeah. So,
4: but it was a very exciting time. I will say that.
0: So when you started it, Bernie, was it more of a a one-shot deal or were you thinking this is going to be an every year thing?
4: I think it was a one-shot deal. We just wanted to, you know, it started out actually as uh, we thought we'd have a meeting with some laboratories, customers, uh, and and kind of feel our way just to find out what they're looking for and, you know, how we could play a part in that. That was our objective for the first one. And it sort of evolved in the planning to be more of an educational thing because we had speakers who were quite knowledgeable and experienced. Uh, And I'm not just talking about, you know, professional speakers who had been on the circuit, so to speak. Uh, I'm talking about lab owners that you know, were so excited and wanted to share their experiences, and that's what a lot of people did. We even had people from the audience come up and just talk about their experience starting their digital journey, and it, it, it really turned out to be great. And I think Austin's right. You know, it was it was an experience for everyone. We all we all learned from there because we we did a lot of networking, a lot of a lot of talking with peers, and that that was a that was a great thing.
0: Yeah, and collectively, nobody really had any idea what they were doing. (laughs) No, not not
4: really. But I will say I got so much email and telephone calls from people saying, we got to do this again. This was fantastic. And so, of course, the second one started, uh, the planning of it started pretty soon after that we finished the first one. And, of course, it's grown since.
1: Yeah, so now that you do it every year, how do you stay ahead of the curve, like how do you decide who you want to come and speak to? Do you have people getting in touch with you asking to speak? Or do you guys have like a think tank and say, all right, this is what we want to talk about this year? A, a
4: little bit of both, Barbara. We're, we have, yes, we have people who contact us and, and say, you I'd love to be a part of it. You know, is there any room for me? That happens, which is good because, you know, it's not easy to put together. We have a pretty packed schedule, a lot of speakers every year. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of hard to make sure we populate th- that agenda with the right topics and the right people. So, w- of course we have a little group inside that we we sit and think who should we who should we get? Who who's going to be the best teachers? Who are the ones that are going to give the the most information and useful information, practical information. Yeah. So you know, and it's grown, and then you know we wanted to make sure we had someone from a regulatory perspective to give an hour of of you know regulatory credit sure. yeah, 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 so that was that grew that part of it and and so on, and it was kind of a natural growth, I think, a kind of a organic growth, you know the truth is it's interesting at the beginning, we had to search, and now we have so many people on a list that either have asked or we've thought about having in the past that we just weren't able to fit in from one reason or another. And so we kind of choose from a list that we've already, you know, have made over the last each year. It grows mm-hmm. over the last several years, but we have a really, I think a great combination of speakers and topics this year Uh, This is our biggest and best, and that's what we say every year because it really is. It grows every year. And we're looking at just about 200 uh, people this year, plus speakers and exhibitors and Whitmix folks and all that. But yeah, it started out at 20 or 30, I guess, as Austin said, and has now grown to, and, and we're capping it. I think we could do a lot more and maybe eventually will. Our objective is not to become you know, the lab day of the Midwest or anything. But, you know, we just want to make sure we can help as many of our customers and friends as possible uh, with with the information that our speakers are willing to share.
1: So you mentioned having vendors there. Do you guys have printers and equipment and things that people can really just get get their hands on and check out?
4: We do. It's interesting. Now, this year we have 20 exhibitors and we've had in the past, you know, Ten or twelve or something like that, and, and part of it is the limitation in space, you know, yeah. in, in room size. But here we have twenty, uh, and again, it is limited to twenty because of the space. But uh, we have all kinds of interesting vendors, printers, mills, and you know, everything really. Uh, implant companies. We've we've got just a, a, a ton of digital oriented companies yep. and uh mostly uh and you know that or people we've been friendly with through the years we have ptc for instance coming uh you know that that kind of thing because they're they're good friends of ours and they, they have great products
0: well to the emmerich's point you got to know the analog and how to do it in order to do it in digital and that's where ptc comes in
4: yeah absolutely yeah uh, they're, they're, right exactly there's We have, I think, a good combination, uh, no matter what your level of experience is with the digital side of things, or or even in dental technology in general. I mean, it's probably not a beginner's event, but certainly if somebody is relatively new to the digital side, I think they're going to get an awful lot of good information that they'll be able to, you know, really put to practical use when they return to the lab. And those we have a little more advanced things. This year, we have a few prosthodontists. On the oh, my God, day. you do. Yeah. Well, wow. we want to cross <laughs> over. We we, yep. we want to make sure that labs understand what the dentists are looking at and what their needs are and what it is that they would like to share with the laboratories. So we, we've we got some interesting, I'll tell you some names that uh, yeah. are on here. In fact, I'll just start at the top of my list here. Yeah, I was
1: going to ask you to give us a snapshot of the program. Okay. Well, you. we have
4: Lee Culp is speaking, and he's a friend, and everybody knows Lee does a great job, and, and he's doing a program uh, which is, is entitled The uh, Evolution of the Dental Laboratory. There's so much more beyond just creating teeth, and he does a really good job mm-hmm. of that, and of course, it is a digital world for him, and he will be sharing his experience in that with us. hmm and then we have Dr. Jimmy Charette, who's a local prosthodontist, by local, I mean in Louisville, and he's talking about leveraging digital dentistry and full-arch implant therapy. So that that's for the more experienced, I would say, laboratories.
0: Yeah, but from a prosthodontist view, that's interesting. That would be yeah. a good one. Well, yeah,
4: you can't really separate the two. You know, I, I think it's important that we have a dentist. We'll, we'll have dentist attendees as well. Hmm, uh, interesting mostly yeah. from schools'cause we we do a lot of school business with all our you know our articulators you know, danar and hanno and and Whitmix articulators the semi adjustables and such, so we have invited some of the schools and some of the professors from the schools are coming. I don't know what the percentage is the ratio is, but uh, you know we have yeah more of the merrier the number <laughs> of dentists uh, and I think that's going to be great for the networking aspect of this as well you know, having dentists and technicians sitting or standing around in the welcome reception and the breaks and the, you know, and the lunches. I mean, we have full lunches and a dinner and, and a lot of stuff is included in this. This is also a social networking opportunity along with a really good educational one too.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
4: We also have Jill Swafford on the program and I know you know Jill. old yeah. Jill, ladies of the mill. Yep. Yes. Since, since she was, uh, so recently had her program. She's amazing on stage, by the way. She's great. And, I, unbelievable. and well, <laughs> I had to make a couple calls because I didn't know of her before, but I called some people at Dentsply because she spoke for their, yep. one of their annual programs and I can't remember what it was, but whoever it was I spoke to said, I wouldn't hesitate. She's terrific. So, mm-hmm. so we have her speaking. Her program is, we may not all be on the same page, but we'll, we all have to be reading the same book, which is pretty
1: Interesting. Oh, I like that. That sounds yeah. super interesting. It is. I'm not even on the right shelf. I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know you're speaking, Elvis. No, I'm not. Not here. No, good. Okay, good. Yeah, sure. I save
4: everybody this time. <laughs> so you ready? So, and then we have Dr. Michael Shearer, who is a prosthodontist from California, quite well known. Does a lot of educational courses. Yeah, I've seen whatnot. him online
0: a lot. Yeah, yeah.
4: He's he's amazing, actually, and. He's doing envisioning digital workflows for the clinician and technician. So again, it's it's a melding of the two disciplines. And, you know, I think it's an important thing that we, yep. that we showcase both of them together. And then I've asked Bennett, Napier, of course, because you have to have Bennett. And he, he's... Wouldn't be a party without him. Wouldn't be a party without great. him. <laughs> and he's doing a dental lab market 2025, where we headed. So he's looking a little bit into the future. And uh, he's he's always wonderful, of course. I have Dr. Paul Feuerstein, who has been a friend for many, many years. He is a, a dentist in Massachusetts who was a contributor, like the editor, I think, of the technology section. Of dentistry today, oh. and he's quite well known. I bet you've seen him uh, around. Yeah, yeah, because he he's a one of a kind look. He looks like Santa Claus, kind of.
2: <laughs> he has
4: <laughs> very white, long hair and a white, long beard, and he's just one of the greatest guys. And I'd go more Papa
0: Smurf, but I get you, Papa
4: Smurfish. With, the, with <laughs> <laughs> Paul is talking about something very interesting, and that is how in-office restorations that are happening today, uh, you know, how they affect the relationship between lab and, and the dentist.
0: Interesting.
4: Yeah. Juicy subject. I Juicy love it. Juicy subject. And what I've asked him to do and what he said, he he will sort of, you know, he'll sort of lay the foundation, the groundwork, and then he wants to open it up and and have an open discussion about it. So that
0: should be interesting. I'll make sure I'm in the room for that one.
4: Yeah, it should be good. Uh, then we have Mary Bartlett, who we all love, and he, she's doing a... Yeah. Uh, Good old Safe link, safe link yeah. Uh, she's doing Applying the Hierarchy of Controls to Health and Safety, so that'll be good. Yeah. yeah. And then and then we'll have a panel discussion with Lee and Dr. Feuerstein and Dr. Shearer. And... Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, I love panel discussions. Those yeah, me too. Good. That's kind of yeah. one of the... We
4: we did that since the very first one. I know mm-hmm. the Emricks will remember we had four or five people come up and we had a long discussion and, and everybody said that that was kind of the highlight of the whole thing because that's when oh, yeah. people really open up you know mm-hmm. it was great it was great it was really great now uh the other thing we're doing this time for the first time is we're doing breakouts so you leave the main lecture hall uh, okay yeah and go into smaller rooms you know meeting rooms that hold 40 or 50 whatever it is and uh, we're doing a bunch of those breakouts. So I'll just go quickly through those. Those are on Friday uh, after lunch and and not during when other people are speaking in the main hall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we have Al Philastri will be speaking on bringing the patient to your three-shaped digital design desktop, which is very interesting. I've seen this a number of times, which talks about the Bellis product.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's,
4: it's pretty amazing what he does with it. And then we'll talk about dental marketing, especially in the digital side for the 21st century. We have a couple of our people, uh, Chelsea and Bryce, and then mm-hmm, we have sure. uh, Mark Williamson doing a demo with Tay Harvey. Yeah,
1: that's a
0: good one. That'll be a great one. Uh, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Mark Williamson and Tay Harvey together? Yes. That's epic. It's that's epic. Yeah, it's awesome. awesome. <laughs> that's going to be epic.
4: <laughs> it's awesome. It really is. Two, two great yeah. people.
1: So yep. go ahead. Sorry. That's okay. What were we going to say? I was going to ask if, if the audience, you present the breakouts and then they can pick and choose where they go ahead or... of time.
4: Ahead of time, we're we're okay. asking everybody as they sign up for the meeting okay. to choose the breakouts because, you know, as I said, they're smaller rooms, and if you have two hundred people and everybody wants to go yeah. to the Mark and Tay thing, if they can't do it now, the one thing we're doing is we've split the breakouts into two one-hour breakouts, repeated. So, so the same program will be done two one oh. hours in a row
0: so if there's a conflict you can do yes one. yes yeah. great in, great in
4: idea most cases i think people yeah. will be able to see what they want and then cory lambertson who just left us which is a killer because if you know cory he's an amazing yep. amazing guy he went to a sega
0: yeah i heard that yeah yeah
4: yeah but cory's been with us for years and just a great guy and very knowledgeable about printing and about about everything really digital. He's doing a a program on temporary design with diagnostic wax-ups in three-shape.
1: Oh, I love that.
4: Yeah, and that one is, I think that's going to be popular. He um, had to get permission to do it, you know, a a three-shape program, uh, but it was on the books for a long time. And Asika certainly wasn't, they didn't object to it.
0: Sure, yeah.
4: So so that should be interesting. We have Evan Kemper, one of our other tech support guys uh, doing it with them. Nice. And then uh, Nan Boyd, who works for Derby Dental Laboratory here in Louisville.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Yeah, Nan's great. She's done a program or two with us in the past, in the digital forums in past years. And she's talking about how 3D printing revolutionized their business. Mm-hmm. So that should be real good. Well, we
0: all know Derby's in that deep.
4: Deep, deep <laughs> yeah. and early. And yeah. early. They really saw the writing on the wall, very early on yep. oh, yeah yeah they helped us in a way too we went there a lot to talk with oh interesting yeah. yeah it kind of helps guide us and so, then, oh
1: sorry i remember. thought it was done I'm going. oh going. it
4: keeps going <laughs> Barb. it
1: keeps going <laughs> it
4: keeps going it i'm told you this is, rich, <laughs> this is a rich this is a rich program <laughs> i mean we got a lot of information all right well i'll finish real quickly yeah. um, we've got ian o'neill from roland doing milling custom abutments and glass ceramics yeah Brandon Smith who's with three shape doing he this is the only one that we have that's a participation hands-on course so we have 20 laptops and it, with three shape software wow. and, and
0: people can sit down with a, oh that's cool yeah
4: so 20 people will be able to participate twice you know there'll be yeah, nice. Now, this one's longer. This is double. So instead of a one hour, this one's a two hour, and there's two of them, so it's four hours worth. Wow. And and that's on digital denture design, so that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. They're gonna also do removables, even partials, RPDs, and stuff. And uh, two more, so hang in there, Barbara. I'm almost done. <laughs> oh, yeah. I <laughs> am. We've invited uh, Rich Green, who's gonna be doing it conquering zirconia and overcoming everyday challenges to shading, cracking, and translucency. And he works for B&D. Oh, nice. So, yeah, they'll be there. And then lastly, we have Whitney McCarty. Last but not least, we have Whitney Mm -hmm. McCarty, who also did a program last year, well, not last year, but last forum with us. And she's doing a, a program
0: on... The utilization of the C clamp in the mill and the rolling. Mill. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. You yeah, know. it is actually. Uh, I've heard about that C clamp. Well, I never got to use it, but that'd be neat to hear Yeah, perspective and of it. Yeah. You're talking about the clinical and, and laboratory involvement with both
4: both sides. So, anyway, that is the program. And I Are you sure? I,
0: Are you done, Barony? Not, not quite. Can't uh, squeeze in like six more people? Come on. I
4: tried. I tried <laughs> for you, but no, the other part of it is really important. And that's the networking part. We have a, we have a wonderful welcome reception. We have music and we have a lot of flowing adult beverages and uh, food and all that. And that's on the evening before it starts. So it's uh, on the Thursday because this program's the Friday and Saturday, the 29th and 30th of October. Yeah. So on Thursday evening, when people are arriving on Thursday, we have, you know, welcome reception, food and and whatnot and that's a real good time for networking and meeting the speakers and
0: and you know meeting all the other that's a good thing to have because lately because i've been going to a few shows yeah. what used to have evening receptions right, right. they don't because right. of covid right. exactly. and to kind of discourage everyone being together so everyone kind of goes their own way and you don't have that connection Yes. I'm glad to see you guys are doing it, but how are you handling the COVID during this? Okay.
4: Well, I'm glad you asked that. We have had a lot of meetings lately, as you can well imagine. I have to say that this was originally planned out uh, for, of course, last October, and that got canceled, and yeah. then we replanned it for July, and then that seemed scary at the time, so I, I rescheduled it for this October, feeling, well, by October, things should be much better more under control.
1: Well, uh,
4: turns out they're not. <laughs> no, right. uh, yeah. not
1: and then right. the Delta came
0: along. Yes, exactly. Delta. And the
4: Delta yeah. variant came along. And yeah. so we even considered canceling it. Even mm. our top management team had, has talked about that. You know, we obviously, we don't want to put our no. friends and customers in harm's way, but yeah. after a bunch of meetings with them mm. and also the hotel you know, I talked to them quite a few times about this because there's a lot of money involved, as you can imagine. Sure. And it turned out that we decided we're going to move forward. I had a long conversation with Judy from LLT and, and even with Jill uh, since they both had shows very recently uh, and, you know, how they handled them and what they thought and so on. Anyway, we are going to hold our program unless, well, let me just say that if things take a dramatic downturn or if the governor of Kentucky says you can't have more than x amount of people in the room something like that yeah. then we may have to reconsider but so far we've decided we're we're moving full steam ahead we are going to take precautions we are going to have a mask mandate we're going to require people to wear masks you know throughout the whole thing because we just want to protect our, our friends and our customers.
0: And as someone that went to Lab Day West, yes, where they had over a thousand people yeah. and a mask mandate, yeah. it wasn't that bad. No. It no. was fine. Uh, yeah. Everybody just wore a mask. Yeah. You got used to it. It was yeah. kind of funny. You'd see people and you look at them like, I know you, but I don't know you. Who are you? You yeah. look familiar. Right. You get over that and it's fine. Don't let it discourage you.
1: No, and people appreciate that. They they know. That, I hope you know, so. I so. I think so. I think so. Most we time. have to wear them at the lab now, all day, every day. I, I think it's just going back to that. So I think that's a it great crossing, and I think people will receive it well.
4: I agree. I mean, it is what it is. We have to. Yeah. We have to take some precautions. Make sure everybody's okay. So that's what we're doing. And, you know, there'll be times like during meals. I mean, you can't always keep it on, but we're we're trying to space people out as best we can, both in the lecture hall and the breakout rooms and, of course, the meals. Uh, We have full lunches and we also have a dinner on Friday night for everyone with an open bar and and lots of food. And that is going to be followed up by uh, entertainment. I've hired some really fun, interesting entertainment, and that's going to follow the the meal. Nice. That's a fun night, Friday night. So
1: we'll be there. Elvis and I will be there. The Emmert will be there.
4: We will all be there.
1: We'll all be there.
4: Yeah, it was your birthday last year, as I recall, Barbara. Yep. It? Yeah. Well, happy birthday. It's my
1: birthday today, actually.
4: <laughs> when is it? Today. Oh, happy birthday! Thanks. Happy birthday. That's great. That I know is. you went away to some exotic location, is it Oh
1: yeah. That
4: was when My
1: girlfriend
0: Yeah, she had a girls' trip that oh, was. very nice. And Whitmix had a meeting about it and they made sure they had it on a weekend exactly. that Barb was available. Exactly. This
1: year I'll be there. <laughs> can't wait.
0: We're glad that you'll be here this time. Thank you. Yeah, we'll be there recording all weekend and it sounds yeah. like it's gonna be a ton of people to choose from. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. there'll be a lot of people. Uh, let's hope it stays that way.
4: Uh, I think it will. I mean, no, as I said, not one person has called and canceled. I, I've had a couple people say, well, what would happen? We're planning on coming, but if something, if it gets worse, uh, you know, do we get our money back or anything like that? Uh, you know, that kind of thing. So, yes, the answer to that, by the way, is yes, we would never hold. Yeah. But it's going to happen, and... Hopefully we'll have the, same, the the amount of people that we ha- have now and more. So we'll see.
0: I think it's going to go off without a hitch. I think it's going to be great. Super looking forward to it. Oh, nice. Thank I you. I know the Emrex will be there. Have you guys ever have you ever got the Emrex on stage? I don't think Today? we have. Um, it, you guys wanting to be on stage?
3: Are we the entertainment? We might be. I don't know.
0: You, <laughs> can anybody do a
4: soft shoe maybe? We can get you up there with some music.
0: karaoke anything we'll think of of something we can do
4: i bet you will that i don't doubt (laughs) well we wouldn't have it without the
0: emirks
3: you know they're yeah
0: they're a a staple so which breakouts are you guys excited for
3: so i actually i printed them all out this morning and and we kind of we're bringing everybody we're bringing i think we're bringing five five or six people down
0: wow good yeah
3: we just hired somebody last week she's fresh out a dental assisting school and she loves the lab. So, you know, we were looking for a technician. So this will be kind of her first experience into the, the dental lab industry, you know, kind of convention. Um, yep. So me personally, I'm very interested in the, the digital temporaries. Yeah. Um, and, and also, you know, I have a marketing degree, so I'm kind of interested in dental marketing. As well, That's awesome. You we all look awesome. So I, I don't think you could go wrong. I think we're gonna try and divide and conquer, and uh, you know we'll have a couple people taking the same one, just numbers wise. But those are kind of my two. I'm I'm looking forward to. Great. Yeah. What about you, Alex? Looking forward to the marketing one as well. <laughs> nice.
0: I think marketing is. I know it's a digital form. It's important, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm.
4: It's really important, and especially today, we've got a, a couple people who are. Let me just say young enough to be totally immersed and know all there is to know about social media and and Mm -hmm. that kind of marketing, which is not my forte. I mean, I'm learning and I'm doing what I can with it, but we've got a couple people who are truly amazing at that. And so we've, we've done a pretty good job putting ourselves into the whole social media space. And that's going to be a big part of their presentation.
2: Yeah. I've also
3: always learned a lot from Evan and Corey. So I'm looking forward to their. um, Yes. There's not to go back, but you know, during that, that first dental meeting we had with you guys, you know, we had bought our three shape from, from another vendor. And as soon as we left there, I was like, well, we need to switch to Whitmix. Yeah. You know, their training and their customer support, you know, it's, and I'm not just blowing smoke to Bernie right now, but it's, it's honestly the best, I've found in, in any other, you know, major company. Yeah. It's top shelf. That's awesome.
0: And I've heard that from a lot of people.
2: Uh, They've they've helped create my boys knowledge about, they've got them through some crazy stuff. (laughs) They really have. And I've been a Whitmix user for, since I've been in this business for 45 years. Yeah. And I've always been part of the family, I guess you could say. And uh, I always will be. That's great. Aww. Well, we're good. <laughs> it's wonderful to see them have progressed all these years in this wild, wacky digital world right there with everybody. So
0: They have been a staple in our industry and continue oh, yeah. to be yep. a great resource to labs. Yeah, well, it's good to hear that. Your new slogan should be, we get you through crazy stuff. <laughs> that should, that should be in. Yeah.
4: Don't worry, I already wrote that down. <laughs> now i i've heard that so so many countless times about our tech support uh, group they are second to none truly in the industry uh and they're great guys too so that makes it a lot more fun oh to it makes with. it huge yeah they're very very yeah, yeah so anyway i can't wait to see all of you there i'm so glad barb will be with us this time
0: Yay! yeah so again october 29th to the 30th yes you're going you're gonna to hate me, but uh, Louisville. Did I say it right?
4: Not quite, but uh, yeah, close okay. enough that we knew what you were going to say.
0: That's that all that meant. counts. Louisville. Louisville.
4: Louisville. 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 <laughs> weird... Believe me, I'm from California. I came here 10 years ago, and uh, I did never understood how, how people <laughs> pronounce it Louisville,
0: but who knows? Well, in Kentucky, yes, <laughs> October 29th to the 30th, we're excited to be there. The podcast will be there. The Emirates will be there. Yay. As Bernie said, about a million people will be up on stage talking for over a weekend. It's jam-packed. Uh, I encourage everyone. Check it out. Great. Thank you. Awesome. Emirates, thank you so much for the time. Great to hear your story. Well, thanks for having us. Thank
3: you so much for having us. Looking forward to yeah, meeting enjoy you guys. It. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll see you guys uh, in Louisville. In
0: Louisville. Excellent. We'll talk to you guys all later. <laughs> all right. All
2: right. So Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Take
0: care, all. Bye-bye. bye
1: Using 3D printed Denka temporary resin is the easy, fast, clean, and accurate way of creating natural-looking temporary restorations using Denka temporary crown and bridge 3D print resin.
0: This new temporary material is FDA-cleared, biocompatible, photocurable, and can be printed super fast. That patient can be temporized with the highest quality temporary crown that lasts a minimum of one full year in the mouth.
1: Denka Crown & Bridge Temporary features excellent lifelike aesthetics and shade matching capability with Vita Shades A1, A2, A3, A35, B1, B2, and Bleach. Denka temporary crown and bridge resin is validated for use with the Asiga Max, Asiga Pro 2, Asiga Pro 4K, and the Whitmix VeraBuild printers.
0: And it's also validated for the curing units Uvatron, Sunray 400, and Tellarray 600, and the Cure Box Plus. For more information, visit Witmix.com. We appreciate your continued support of the podcast, Whitmix.
1: Nice. A big thanks to the Emmerichs for coming on our podcast and telling your story. As you know, I love hearing about families in a lab, and it sounds like they are really setting up the lab for many more years of success. And thanks again to Bernie for continuing to put together a great event year after year, of course, minus last year. So this year's digital forum is in Louisville, Kentucky is being held October 29th and 30th. Sounds like they have a great lineup, which we just went through on the podcast of so speakers and breakout sessions. And at the time of this episode coming out, there are still some spots left for those of you that want to attend. So head over to witmix.com forward slash events to register. And if you do attend, be sure to find us because Elvis and I will be at the Preak booth and we can
0: record. See you there. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Yep. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good week. Have a good one. Bye. 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 Let me tell you, there's hills here and they suck.